Good evening, gang, and welcome to the Easy Bets Podcast, Episode 2. I want to thank you all for listening, and if you tuned into the first episode, it was a wild one to say the least. We previewed the NCAA March Madness dance, and some dancing was done. Like we said in the previous podcast, people pop lock and dropped it. People Charleston. People did a little bit of everything. Brackets were busted. Upsets were made. Favorites have moved on. It's now time for the Sweet 16. You know, it's like one of those, you know, I don't know if any, I don't know if any of you listeners have been to a Sweet 16, but, uh, you know, it's fun. There's anticipation. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if one of those kids is going to sneak some alcohol and you're going to have a good time. You don't know what's going to happen. We have some favorites. We have some, we have some Cinderella's. We're going to jump right into it. So today's podcast, we're going to go over each spread in each week 16 game. We're going to let you know how easy bets is riding. We're going to go over over-unders as well. And with me today, I brought my friend, who is also one of the best college basketball bettors I know. So I thought, I'm a generous man at heart. I want you guys to win some money. I'm not going to do this alone. I'm going to do this with who I think is the best. Ryan, how you doing tonight? I'm doing fantastic, William. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. And Ryan, how's the bracket looking? Oh, it's a completely shot. I have about three teams left out of uh, my elite eight, so uh, we're doing we're doing all right. Probably about uh, probably about the same as ninety five percent of America. So Absolutely. feeling pretty good. <laughs> I'd say about ninety five percent of America's brackets are busted, like a fat nut. Oh yes, you completely. can agree. Completely. Alrighty, so like we said, we're going to go over each of the Sweet 16 games. We're going to let you know a little bit about each game. We'll preview it, give you the spreads, the over-unders. If you're ready to ride, let's motherfucking ride. Alrighty, so kicking it off with the first game of either day, we have March 27th is going to kick it off. That's a Saturday. What better day for college basketball than Fatty Slate Saddy? If you follow Easy Bets, you know Fatty Slate Saddy is a marquee. It's a staple for money. You're going to win some money. So the first game of that day, we will kick it off, is the 12th seeded Pac-12 champion Oregon State Beavers taking on America's Darlings, Loyola Chicago. So, Ryan, if you want to give us a quick preview, how are you feeling in this game? Uh, you know, I, I think uh... – I'm feeling that, uh, you know, Loyola, uh, they have, they have God on their side, and uh, that comes with the power of Sister Jean. So, uh, amen. I, th- I think, uh, amen is correct. Um, I think Oregon State's in for a long day. Um, I do think they cover the plus seven spread. Um, we, uh, we discussed about this before. It's going to be a low scoring affair. Um, but I do see, I see Loyola pulling out in a, uh, anywhere from a four to six point victory. I think it's going to be a, about a, a 55 to 50, 50 score in there. Um, but again, uh, God's going to come out on top like he usually does in the big dance. So uh, that's where I see Tulaola uh, move on the Elite Eight. How do you feel about watching these games? You know, they try to, you know, the difference about this tournament this year is that every game is being played in Indianapolis. Uh, how do you feel about looking in the stands and we have a pandemic going on that is this is lethal coronavirus is lethal and seeing a hundred and one year old sister Jean in the stands does does it worry you because it worries me sometimes 
oh, you know, she's she's social distancing. She's six feet away from uh, she's six feet away from the crowd. She has her she has her little crew there wheeling her around. Um, so uh, I I feel confident she, that she's gonna she's gonna get through this pandemic along with uh, you know the people who are wearing their masks in in Indianapolis as well. Absolutely. So to bounce off that, I agree. I actually like Oregon State to cover this plus seven. Um, I think that Loyola falls under the there's a week a week long layoff. I think that after beating Illinois, they kind of want to get the ball rolling. They want to play another game quick. Uh, let's not sleep on the Pac-12. They have four teams in the Sweet 16, and this is their conference tournament champion. Uh, they have a few guards that can really get it going. They have Ethan Thompson. Uh, and I think a, I think an X factor here is their big man Silva. I think Cameron Crutwig really shut down Kofi Cockburn. He just made him look silly. Um I think Oregon State's going to really try to get it going. Uh, Loyola's a great defense. I think this is going to be a great game. Loyola does, outside of Crutwig, worry me offensively. I'm going to ride with Ryan here. I think we're both on the same page. Easy Bets is telling you to take Oregon State plus seven. Once again, Oregon State just beat Oklahoma State. That's basically just as good as a win as Loyola's win over Illinois. Kate Cunningham, projected number one pick, first team All-American. Both teams are rolling. I'm going to ride with the Beavers plus seven. And for you over-under betters, for you over-under lovers, I like the under 125. But the easy bets and Ryan pick here is Oregon State plus seven. All righty. And moving on to the second game of the day, a game that I think has Locke written all over it. And for you followers of Easy Bets, this will be one of my PODs to start the day. We have the fifth-seeded Villanova Wildcats, Jay Wright and the boys, taking on the best team in the country. Some may say the Baylor Bears. So, Ryan, how are you feeling on this game, man? Because I know Baylor's tough, and I have them to win my bracket personally. Uh, I am all over this Baylor minus seven-and-a-half spread. Um, I think without Villanova's uh, Gillespie, uh, it's, it's, it's good mm-hmm. night to Jay Wright and, uh, and the Wildcats. Um, I think Baylor's going to be too strong offensively as well as defensively. You know, they are, they are the third highest scoring team in the country. So can Nova slow that down? Can no, can Nova slow that down? And once again, I'm going to repeat what you said, cause I think that was exquisite. Good night, Jay Wright. Jay Wright has the boys rolling and it's hard to bet against him in the tournament. But when you have three NBA-level guards in Macy Oteague, Jared Butler, and Mitchell for Baylor, I think that this is going to cause problems for a team like Nova, who is missing their senior captain point guard, Connor Gillespie. I think that this game kind of plays out similar to the Wisconsin game. They hang around, but Baylor's offense is a bit too much for this Nova team. If Nova wants to get anywhere, you need a big game out of Jeremiah Robinson Earl. However, I think Baylor has the big man Vital kind of gets them rolling defensively. I I am all over Baylor. I would take Baylor minus seven and a half here. I would take Baylor first half. And I also, I I like the over as well. I think Baylor's ready to prime to just pop off offensively. So the easy bets pick here is Baylor minus seven and a half. Ryan, if if we get down to it, man, and we got a national championship, Baylor Gonzaga, how you, how you feeling there? Who would you go? I don't. I don't know because you know what, Baylor and Gonzaga were scheduled to play earlier this year. Unfortunately, that game was canceled due to COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that would have given us a good, a good preview. But 
right now they're the two best teams in the country, uh, in my opinion. You know, they're the best well-rounded teams. Um, they have multiple guys in the AP All-American first and second teams. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a boatload of talent. And that's all I can say. Um, and it's just going to come down to which, which talent shines, shines brighter at the end. Absolutely. And that is a matchup that everybody is looking forward to. But once again, we've seen some crazy upsets. Teams are in the Sweet 16 that we did not expect to be here. And I think that can move us on to our next game on Saturday. The 15th seeded Oral Roberts University taking on the three seeded Arkansas Razorbacks. Now, Ryan, Oral Roberts has kind of been overshadowed as the darling of March by Loyola. I mean, how can't you love, how can't you love sister Jean? But uh, before this tournament, and actually I'm going to quiz you now briefly. Do you know where Oral Roberts is in the United States? I do not. Uh, I, don't I, I will be honest. I, I do not know where it is. Um, <laughs> so, so Oral Roberts is actually in Oklahoma. Really? Yes, that's, that's a big football state. Surprise, massive Sur- football Sur- state. Surprise, basketball schools making it to the Sweet Sixteen, especially a fifteen seed. So, exactly. uh, how do you feel about this game? Oral Roberts is uh, plus eleven and a half against Arkansas, and uh, what are you feeling about this game? You know, what's a uh, what's your vibe here? Um, I I have a this this is a little this game's a little strange for me. Um, I I think Oral Roberts will will cover. Um. I think they're going to hang around for a little while. Um, you know, I've, I've watched Arkansas a little bit this year. They've had some games that they've just started absolutely dreadful. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and also, it also comes down to the play of a uh, potential lottery pick and uh, Moses Moody. Um, if he's not on, Arkansas is in for a long day. Um, you know, almost as long as a day as uh, Ohio State against Doral Roberts in round one. Am I right? Am I right there, William? I think that is well said. And, uh, I appreciate you using my government name, but I think people around these parts know me as easy. That is that is true. That is true. <laughs> we'll we'll, st- we'll stick to the uh, we'll stick to the easy then. Um, but uh, yeah, ultimately, I do think Oral Roberts will cover. Um, I think they'll keep it within a, a four to five point game, and then you know Arkansas will pull away at the end. Yeah, I think I think it'll be a ten point win for Arkansas. I really like that. Uh, you know, once again, Oral Roberts is not to be taken lightly. This is the Sweet 16. So at this point, I think all seeds are kind of thrown out of the equation. You're dealing with a team that they're no joke offensively. This is the best free throw shooting team in the nation. This is the 10th best three-point shooting team in the nation. They have your boy. You talk about him all the time. Yes, I do. Max, uh, is it Max Abmas? What's his name? Uh, I've heard some people say with the B silent, they say Amos. Amos. Um, I've heard Amos cookies. Exactly. I've heard, I've heard Amos a lot. Uh, Dickie V like to use, uh, he was thrown out Amos. I know Jay Billis was thrown out Amos. <laughs> so I, I believe the B is silent. So Max Amos, man, Max famous Amos cookie is the country's leading scorer in the regular season, as well as this tournament. So not only are they going to shoot efficiently, they have a guy that can go get you 30 whenever he wants. They took down Ohio state. That was a top five team all year. That was a team that just dominated everybody, even on the road. They took down a Florida team that I think was a bit overseeded, really lacking in identity because of their best player kind of collapsing on the court versus Florida State much earlier this year. 
once again, hope Keontae Johnson is okay and still recovering. Um, Arkansas, once again, like you said, they like to get up and down the court. They ride with Moses Moody. I think a very impressive win last uh, in the round of 32 against Texas Tech. I personally had Tech in that game. So the fact that Arkansas was really able to weather that late run impressed me. Uh, I think 11 and a half sits right here. Uh, I think the over 159 is a very nice pick for anyone listening. Uh, however, I am not going to fade the Oral Roberts, whatever their logo is. I think that this game is high scoring, and I think Arkansas actually wins this game by 10 points, meaning Oral Roberts will cover. So take the Oral Roberts plus 11 and a half. So now the last game on Saturday night, we have, oof, we have a good one. We have. The Syracuse Orange. Are you surprised they're even here, man? 11 seed? Like, I don't think a seed matters with Bayham. Taking on the two-seeded Houston Cougars. Very underrated all year. But a two-seed gets... A two-seed is a two-seed for a reason, and they're in the Sweet 16 for a reason. Ryan, your thoughts on Syracuse in the tournament? Um, You know, Syracuse has uh, has ridden the wave of a one-man wrecking crew, and that is... Uh... That is the coach's son, uh, the, the kid named after an elf, Buddy Beheim, an absolute bucket on the court. Um, you know, lethal. I, I, I don't even know if lethal is the word. No, it's lethal just like his father. Um, <laughs> um, uh, sorry, Beheim family, if uh, you are, if you are, by any chance. If you are listening, yes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, the kid's been a bucket for the first – uh, first two games, you know, he'll, he'll, you don't, he doesn't shoot from, he'll shoot from the logo. He'll, he'll, he'll pull up at the free throw line, the elbow. He does not care. That man will shoot wherever he wants and he will make the most of the time. Um, also that, that zone for Syracuse is, uh, most teams don't play against the zone all year. Um, so it is a little chaotic when you're, you're playing against the zone in one of the biggest games of your life. Preach. So, uh, Jim Behan knows what he's doing. Um, I will give him that. He's he's done very well in the tournament in March, and uh, I think riding the hot hand of Buddy, I think I think they cover. I don't think they're going to pull out another victory because uh, Houston, like you said, has been one of the most uh, underrated good teams throughout the. Um, they wouldn't be a two seed if they hadn't played well all year. But I I don't think. Syracuse will pull out a victory. I do think they'll cover. I think you're looking at a two- to three-point game here. Okay. Once again, completely agree with you. I think this is going to be one of the games of the night. I love that they're basically giving this the primetime game on Saturday. Uh, you know, they have a killer on the court in Buddy Beheim, and they have a killer off the court in his father, Jim, as well. Uh, once again, sorry to the Beheim family. Uh I think it's tough, you know, in a loser-go-home type of tournament. Seeing that zone that you haven't played against all year is tough. And this team, this Syracuse team, is a three-point shooting team. Yes, they are. Buddy Bayon. Buddy Bayon's pulling up from the logo. They got Joe Girard, New York's New York High School all-time leading scorer, pulling up from the logo. They got Alan Griffin. They got Quincy Guerrier. They have guys that can shoot the three. And how do you beat a zone if you're Houston? You have to outshoot you. They have you have to outshoot them, or you have to throw lobs. It's going to be very hard for a Houston team that struggled offensively against Rutgers to get it going 
and potentially outshoot Houston, uh, Syracuse. Uh, I think this kind of falls on Houston's guards, led by Quentin Grimes, Kansas transfer. Really been playing well all year, basically an All-American. I'm going to take Syracuse. It's too hard to fade them at this point. I think six is a lot of points. If they started like they did versus West Virginia, they will win this game. However, I think Houston is one of the best defensive teams in the country for a reason. Top five in opponents points per game allowed. I like Syracuse to cover the spread. This team has covered eight of their last nine spreads. They almost beat Virginia in the ACC conference tournament. They lost on a buzzer beater three. Um, I do think that Houston's defense will come into play here. That's why if you want to ride an over-under, I will recommend the under 140. But the easy bets and Ryan pick here is Syracuse plus six and a half. So we have a few underdogs covering on the Saturday slate. Yes. I think this is an outstanding slate. Moving on to Sunday, we got some marquee matchups. We got some blue bloods. We got a conference matchup as well. But I'm going to kick it off with the number one team in the nation. Starting at 210 on a Sunday, we have the number one overall seed, Gonzaga Bulldogs, 28-0, taking on the fifth-seeded Creighton Blue Jays. Ryan, your thoughts on Gonzaga all year? I mean, this team seems like – like, I'll look at spreads for them when they're in conference, and I'm like, god damn, like, they're minus fucking 30 against one team, and then I'll check the box score, and they won by about 45. So this team just gets it done. Uh, the word that comes to mind when you think of Gonzaga this year is is domination. Um, they're they're twenty they're twenty seven and zero for a reason. They haven't lost a game by less than double digits. Um, you know they they were losing at halftime once, and of course BYU knows exactly what happened. Um, so I'm I'm <laughs> gonna keep I'm gonna keep this short and sweet. Uh, season is over. Um, <laughs> there's no if ands or buts. Um, Gonzaga has three of the top 10 AP players in the country in Timmy Suggs and Chris Burt. Um, that's just what Gonzaga does. Um, you know, they bring in the two, two, uh, two nasty white kids. And then Mark few, who is a top probably three recruiter in the country. Cause let's be honest, who wants to play college basketball in Washington? Um, I agree. He, he does a great job getting kids there. So, I mean, you know, if you can get through the top, you're doing something right. Um, but like you said, the number one overall seed for a reason. I think they destroy Creighton. They cover. I think Creighton's probably looking at a 20-point loss for this game. 20-point um, loss. I, I think uh, if you can get an alternate spread at, uh, you know, 17 or 18 and a half, I would take that in a heartbeat. Mm. Um, mm. I'm, I'm going to go out on a win there. So, so you're taking the Gonzaga minus 13. I am taking the Gonzaga minus 13, and I am riding that to the moon. Ride that to the moon is right. So, I mean, like you said, Gonzaga is dominant. Gonzaga controls pace. They play, they play at the pace they want to play at. They're just superior to the majority of the teams in this tournament. To the majority of the teams left, too. I yeah. just they have yeah. so much offensive firepower. They have, like you said, they have Drew Timmy, they have Jalen Suggs, they have Corey Kispert, and if Corey Kispert and Jalen Suggs aren't feeling it from three, you can throw it down to Timmy. They switch up the tempo. He's cooking you down low. I think an X factor that's going to play a major key in the later rounds is their other point guard, Andrew Nemhard, 
transferred from Florida, played two years in the SEC, dominated that conference, and has kind of been under the radar at Gonzaga. It's just quietly going about his business and getting his W's. I think in the later rounds, he's really going to make a difference. Uh, once again, congratulations to Creighton. I mean, I thought that Greg McDermott lost that locker room with a few questionable comments, but don't pack your bags for longer than a weekend. You're going home early. Uh, I think Gonzaga is just going to press you all day. Uh, even if this becomes a close game, Creighton is 329th in the nation in free throw shooting percentage. So if they keep it close, good luck. Numbers don't lie. Uh, I, I Like you said, Gonzaga minus 13 is my pick here. That is your pick. Easy bets is telling you to ride Gonzaga minus 13. I think Gonzaga could kind of put up almost 100 points. I'm thinking like a 98 to 75 win for Gonzaga. And that means the over 159 is free, free, free. Did uh, I know you mentioned they have a, they have a high-powered offense, but uh, did we mention that they, they are the number one scoring offense in the country with uh, 93.5 points per game? 93.5 points per game. So when uh, when they go back to the locker room after an 86-point win, Mark Few's pissed. That's a below-average game for them. <laughs> It is. That, that, that's scary to think of. It is scary to think of, but this is the best team that Mark Few's got, and I don't think that the, the season is going to end in the Sweet 16 for these guys. Roll, Gonzaga. And that brings us in. brings us to the next game. We have the only team left from the Big Ten Conference. I'm going to say that again. People said the Big Ten, oh, easy bets, easy, easy. The Big Ten Conference is the best conference in basketball. Illinois, Ohio State, Luca Garza and Iowa, they're going to dominate. They're all home. They're sitting there. They're sitting there looking at their brackets with their boys, wondering what happened. Michigan's still here. Juwan Howard's got the boys rolling. They now will face a Florida State team that has really surprised me as well. I, I did not expect them to get – they dominated Colorado from the jump. And uh, your thoughts on this game? Um, you know, I'm going to be honest. I don't, I didn't watch a lot of Florida state this year, so I don't really know much about them. Um, you're more of a Florida state expert here. Um, but a big, uh, big key here for, for Michigan is they got to get Dickinson. Uh, they got to get him going early. Um, the last few games he's been, uh, he's had a slow start. Um, you know, they've, they've trailed by, uh, they've trailed by a bunch of points in both of those two games. I think he had 12 last, um, yeah, you only had four or five shots, I think, uh, mm-hmm. with about two minutes left or three minutes left in the fourth, uh, fourth, uh, in the the second half. Uh, that's a problem for Michigan. Um, you know, it also depends on the guard play from uh, Mike Smith, the transfer from Columbia, mm-hmm. and then you also Ivy League have, man, Ivy League man, he is smart man. He knows what he's doing out there. Um, <laughs> and then it also the bench can also come into play for Michigan with, uh, I believe, they have two guys come off the bench and give them. 40 combined so that that's a big boost when you're playing in the tournament and your your bench is giving you 40 points from two guys but uh they got to get tickets early and that's that's going to be the key um i do think they cover the minus two and a half spread um and i'm gonna i'm actually i'm actually uh, gonna do something i don't normally do i'm gonna take the under in the game for one uh under 143 and a half hmm, okay um I, I think it's going to be – you're looking at about a 67 to, I think, 60 win for Michigan. 
Um, I, I think they're going to play. I think they're going to play better defense than they did against LSU. Um, and, you know, it's time to it's time to lock in now if you're Michigan and show why you're a one seed. I agree. I think Michigan showed me in that LSU game that they're comfortable playing at whatever pace you want to play at, whatever tempo you want to play at. LSU is trying to get up and down that court. They're trying to put 100 on you every night. Michigan had really no problem with that. And Michigan really put the defense on them at two different points in the game. There was a four or five minute stretch in the end of the first half and in the middle of the second half where LSU could not buy a bucket. And I think that Michigan is going to really, really from the jump control this game. I think what what's Florida State's kryptonite is they don't have a go to guy offensively that when they need a bucket can get a bucket. They're a very by committee team. Uh, they're looking to beat you with their defense. They're looking to win ugly. Uh, Scotty Barnes is good. They have that center, Balza Kaprivica. I call him Balsack Kaprivica, whatever his name is. Uh, Raekwon Gray, MJ Walker. They got a bunch of dogs. But I think Michigan's loaded. No Isaiah Livers. That foot injury is tricky. Hopefully he can come back and play. Like you said, Dickinson's an X-Factor. They have Franz Wagner, one of the best defenders in the country. And then getting 40 off the bench combined from Eli Brooks and Sean D. Brown, they're locked in. These are upperclassmen with a nice mix of young talent that are ready for a run. I think this two-and-a-half spread is a little disrespectful in my opinion. Uh, I really like what you said about that under, but Easy Bets is telling you to ride Michigan minus two-and-a-half against the Seminoles. And that takes us into our next game. We have Nick Saban and, oh, wait, this isn't Alabama football. <laughs> Alabama basketball is good for once. This is unbelievable. <laughs> I can't even tell you the last. Was Alabama basketball ever good like this? Uh, they, they, had the, they were on and off. Um, they were on and off for a little bit, I believe, a few years ago. But this is, this is the best Alabama team I think I've ever seen. Absolutely. And they're taking on one of the surprises of the tournament, the 11th seeded UCLA Bruins, the, Bru- the Blue Bloods. The blue, one of the marquee teams of March. When you think March, you think UCLA. And they're back in the Sweet 16. Bama's got them tonight. Bama's playing them. 7-15 on Sunday. Minus six and a half favorites. How do you feel about the Tide? Um, you know, I think uh, I, I commend UCLA for the season that they've had. You know, they had two really good wins against uh, Michigan State and BYU. Um but unfortunately, they ran into a Albuline Christian team that was just absolutely dreadful. I think that I think that did nothing to help them prepare for Alabama. Um, I, I I see Bama covering this right here, um, and I see the overhitting as well because I think Bama is starting to get their three point shot back. Um, not to mention that Bama has one of, if not the shiftiest guard in the country, and Javon. Uh, is it Quinterly or Quiverly? It's Quinterly, correct? I say Quinterly. Is it Quinterly? Okay. Um, I just call him Jelly. He is Jelly. Uh, Jersey product. Jersey um, product. So shout out, shout out, Jersey. Um, but yeah, he's he's one of the shiftiest guards in the country, if not the shiftiest. Uh, a Villanova transfer, by the way. So Jay Wright, kind of shot yourself in the foot there. You might have got, you might have had a chance against Baylor today or this uh, this weekend if you had him, but. You know, but it's good, uh, good, but it's good night, Jay Wright. It's good night, Jay Wright. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think, uh, uh, 
a team with a with a man named Herbert on it. You know, I think that's another dangerous another dangerous thing to uh, to watch out too because uh, that sounds like a man who got 15, 10, and eight on your head every night, and uh, that would explain why he was the SEC Player of the Year. You ever meet somebody named Herbert? Uh, I don't know. I think the only person I know whose name is Herbert is about 95 years old. Exactly. Herbert is a, a name that was left in the 1930s, gladly. But I guess Herbert Jones, his parents decided to uh, bring it back. Not, not a knock against him. He's an excellent basketball player. I will say that. An excellent oh, no, basketball yeah. player. Herbert Jones, if you're listening to this, if you, if you somehow come across this, you're an outstanding player. Mazel tov on the SEC Player of the Year. You're also an outstanding defender. However, maybe like change your name to like Hank or something. I don't know. Yeah, make it a but, little more modern. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, yeah. So, what you said, once again, hitting the nail on the head. Uh, I think Bama's offense is rolling. You know, it had to be tough for you as an Iona alum to see them kind of just – they started slow, but they picked it up in the second half and did what they had to do. They did. They did. But you know what I will say? Iona did me proud. They covered. So – that's all, that That's all that matters. I own a cover. Uh, go Gales. Go uh, Go Patino, by the way, too. Uh, I believe, uh, Easy, you told me they're going to be uh, – was it you? Oh, no, it might not have been you. But I was told uh, Iona is the Gonzaga of the East. I said that, absolutely. Did you? Okay, yes. Um, I mean, you got Rick Patino, man. That's all you really need in terms of recruiting. And he ain't going anywhere, so I love that. He said he wasn't going anywhere. Does man, not need that Indiana job. The man is here to stay, and it is fantastic. And I, I, I believe, I do believe they can be the Gonzaga of the East in about three to four years. So I, you heard it here first. Iona will make noise for years to come, but for the present time, Alabama is making noise. Nate Oates has the boys rolling. You know, I remember watching SUNY Buffalo for a little while when Nate Oates was there, and. Everybody was saying he was a great coach. He's a great coach. Great coach this, great coach that, and now he's at Alabama doing the same exact thing. Uh, Bama started a bit slow versus Iona, like we said. Absolutely dominated Maryland from the jump. Put up, uh, just dominated offensively. Uh, I think what got UCLA here was their offense. A bit questionable on defense at times. Uh, did beat a great BYU BYU team, but I think going into a game versus a team like Alabama, you needed to. I would have liked to see you maybe beat Texas, not a CYO team in Abilene Christian. Yeah, uh, it was, wasn't a very good look for uh, – and also wasn't a very good showing for Abilene Christian. That was not a very good day for games. Uh, I'm just no, – it was uh, a terrible oh my God. day. Um, Tough day. And uh, not to mention Alabama does have two other guys named uh, Shackelford and Petty who will throw up 33s a game combined if they have the chance. So they will um, put it on your head. They will. They do not care. I believe that be two to thirty-three threes a game. Um, it's top yes, five, top five in the country. So um, if they are on point from three, UCLA, it is going to be a long day. Um, even with the strong play from Hawkins and Joe Zhang, I don't see it being enough. And again, I think playing Albuquerque Christian did not help UCLA at all because, like you said, they are. Basically a YMCA basketball team. I agree. And like we said, Bama's rolling, just dominated Maryland. I think they have too much offensive firepower for this UCLA team. I don't think watching UCLA, they have the guards to defend UCLA. UCLA is going to throw Shackelford, Petty, and Quinterly at you. Those guys can all give you 25 on any given night. 
Uh, Johnny Juzang and, and Hawkins for UCLA have been outstanding this tournament with a little bit of Tiger Campbell with the Alfred Payton hair. Uh, they've been they've been good, and I'm I'm glad to see Mick Cronin, you know, doing doing this program justice. However, Alabama's got too much offense. They have no response for Herbert Jones. I think Bama wins comfortably, and they cover that minus six and a half. I would not be surprised if that overhits as well. Easy bets' pick here is Alabama minus six and a half, and that moves into the final game of the Sweet Sixteen. We have a conference matchup we have the Oregon Ducks one of my favorite teams to watch all year taking on the Mobley brothers the Mobley and co basically the USC Trojans who just annihilated Kansas so I was a little bit shocked by this spread they actually have USC as minus two so Ryan your thoughts on this game um again I two teams I have not really watched much this year um Living on the East Coast, you know, they play at 1030 at night, um, and I don't really feel like watching a NCAA basketball game until 2 in the morning or 1 in the morning. Um, so I don't really know much about them. Um, all I know is that USC probably has the best prospect um, in Evan Mobley playing in the game. You're looking at a top three to five pick in, in the NBA draft. So I'm going to give the edge to USC here. You're going to take USC here. Yes, I am. Okay. So, the one time we disagree. So, I think USC is a great pick. You really can't go wrong with either team. Uh, These two teams did play in uh, late February. USC won by 14. Really ugly game for the the Oregon Ducks. They got a... I think it was... I think they were down by about like 20 after the first half. You know, it was a real ugly game. Uh, Evan Mobley was quiet, but you know, their USC's guards kind of, I think one of their guards, Taj Edie had 25 points. Uh, I think USC's guards are very streaky. You know, if they're not hitting their threes early, they're not going to hit them late. Uh, in the Kansas game, Isaiah Mobley got going early. Uh, I don't think he's a threat like that from three. Oregon really impressed me versus Iowa. I actually had them in my bracket beating Iowa. This is a very underrated team. They should have been ranked all year. If you put this Oregon team on the East Coast, you throw them in the Big East, you throw them in the ACC, they're a top 15 team all year. Uh, Look for Chris Duarte to continue his coming out party. He's one of the smoothest players in college basketball. First USC, Will Richardson, a difference maker in the Iowa game, only had five points. Expect him to be a difference maker as well. LJ Figueroa is one of the best on-ball defenders in college, as well as Duarte. This team throws so many different dynamics at you. They also have big men that can hang around with the Mobleys. Uh, This is going to be a toss-up. This is probably going to be one of the best games of the weekend. Uh, These teams don't like each other. These are conference teams battling for an Elite Eight spot. Um... While Ryan is telling you to take USC minus two, I am hammering Oregon plus two and a half. I think they also win this game. Can't go wrong with the money line. I think Dana Altman has shown you time and time again he will have the boys rolling in March. I like the Ducks. And easy, don't forget, this game could uh, um, this could be the first loss that the Pac-12 could suffer, and it could be with a uh, with a. Uh, Two teams from the same conference playing each other because if Oklahoma State, UCLA, and uh, who was the other team left in Pac-12? Um, Oregon State is left versus Loyola. 
Yes. <clears throat> UCLA is left versus Alabama. And then is it just USC and, and then Oregon? the two conference foes. Okay. But do not forget, Florida State absolutely smoked Colorado last round. That is true. Embarrassed them. That is true. Sorry, that is – that was very disappointing for Colorado coming off the beatdown of Georgetown. Beatdown of Patrick Ewing and the boys. You know, Patrick Ewing, uh, you, you kind of wish that people don't recognize you after that game now. Yeah, I mean, hey, he got he didn't get recognized in the Big East tournament. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, two, two things I did want to bring up: uh, the uh, the health of Jarreau uh, from Houston could play a big factor in that game. Um, you know, he he suffered a, a hip pointer, I believe, and uh, he did the second round, or was it the yes, the second round? Um, so it, he is probably the best or second best player on that Houston Cougar team. So if he is not 100%, that could potentially be a big problem for Houston playing uh, playing Buddy uh, Buddy and Jim Beheim. Uh, Buddy Buckets. And also, uh, you uh, you brought up the uh, the point before that Florida was overranked. Um, yes. I'm going to bring up the point that Loyola was very disrespected in their eight seed. Um, oh my God, bro! All the stats had Loyola being like a four-five seed. They, they they ended the season in the top twenty. So you how do you how do you go from being in the top twenty to basically dropping down to a seed being ranked thirty-two to thirty-five or thirty thirty-three to thirty-six? Sorry, um, um, it just doesn't make sense. So where did they lose fifteen or twelve spots in the AP poll? Um, that, that's a head the committee. Scratcher. The committee did not watch college basketball this year. That's, that's, that's what they tell me from the seat. That's, that's a head scratcher for me. Um, you know, we had this conversation about Drake as well. Um, they went twenty-five and three, and they have to play a playing game as an eleven yeah. seed. That that you know, it's. I think that was a little bit uh, head scratching, but uh, yeah, I think Illinois kind of got a uh, kind of got fucked because uh, they did have to play one of the better teams in the country in the second round. Um, not to mention they played. A holy symbol in Sister Jean on a Sunday. So, put all that into perspective. Everything, the you know what? Stars align perfectly for Sister the stars Jean. Stars do align perfectly. And but you know, Loyola's playing on a Saturday today, uh, this weekend. That, that so they uh, are. That they are. I don't. I've never heard of going to church on a Saturday. Have you? I, I have gone to church on a Saturday, but uh, mainly oh, Sundays. I have. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, a very, very odd day to go. Just going to throw that out there. Um, Absolutely. But, uh, I mean, listen, Sister Jean is basically, um, she's almost like Mother Teresa in a sense. You know, just all around genuinely, you know, sweet, um, nice. Basically has the power of God wherever she goes. So I hope that woman lives until she's 110, maybe even longer. You know, let her live until she's 120. Maybe Loyola wins a national championship in that time. Over under a year and a half for Sister Jean. Over. Living. Over. 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 Not even close. Very confident with that. Over Listen, as well. this woman has survived the uh, Spanish flu um, killed, that killed 30, 30 million people. Somewhere around there. Could be more. Could be less. I'm not, uh, not too sure with the history from 100 years ago. Um, we are not a history podcast for a reason. We are, we are not. We are a big podcast. Um, and also... Uh, she has survived coronavirus. So, so uh, I want to give a shout out to Sister Jean for basically surviving two of the deadliest uh, 
pandemics that the world has ever seen. Um, so that that is the reason why I'm going with the over. What do you think the odds are for the over under if you were to make them? For Sister Jean on the year on the 1.5 years living. Yeah, would you say minus? For the over, uh, I'm, I'd probably do even odds because, like, at that point, you're you're pushing 103. For the under, I'd give it. I'd probably give it like a minus. No, you know what? She's she's a, she's a she's an angel of God. For the over, I'm gonna give her about minus two hundred. For the under, I'm gonna do even odds. Fair enough. Fair enough. Weird weird odds there. Weird yeah, odds. Very, uh, very, definitely very weird to uh. Strange I've odds. never really been asked to uh place odds on someone's life. So I mean, we I'm are learning. we are a betting podcast, so I figure why not throw the odds on there. Absolutely. So, I mean, you probably could get even odds on her over under for living past 103 years old. I would personally hammer her under at plus odds. It's great value. But with that being said, Loyola is one of the teams that will be playing this weekend. We want to wish them good luck. We want to wish the other 15 teams as well good luck. We've had an outstanding preview. I've had an outstanding time in watching this tournament, you know. You don't know the cards you're going to be dealt with every matchup. There's a, you know, different things about it that make each matchup unique. But once again, as we finish up, we're going to recap every pick we have. So we have Oregon State covering the plus seven against Loyola Chicago. We have Baylor covering the minus seven and a half against the Lenovo. We have Oral Roberts covering the plus 11 and a half against Arkansas. If you just sneezed, God bless you. Thank you. And Sister Jean says, God bless you as Thank well. You, Sister Jean. And we will take Syracuse plus six and a half against Houston. So Saturday, we like three underdogs and Baylor. And on Sunday, we're asking you to hammer, telling you to hammer Gonzaga minus 13, Michigan minus two and a half, Alabama minus six and a half, and a bit of a toss-up in the Oregon game. But Easy Bets is telling you to ride Oregon plus two and a half. You know, like I say, with all my picks, I hope you ride with me. I hope you do your own research, and I hope you have fun. Sports betting isn't, should not be dreadful. You should enjoy yourself. You should not bet units that you do not feel comfortable betting. I don't ever fault a man for bet their for their bet amount. If you want to bet $100, go ahead. If you want to bet $500, go ahead. If you want to bet $5, I don't give a fuck. It's all about the art. Sports betting is an art. And with that being said, I hope you all enjoyed this podcast. Ryan, can't thank you enough for coming on. Really appreciated the time with you. Of course. Any, anytime, anytime, easy. I appreciate, appreciate the invite. And hopefully we get a uh, spectacular slate of games on Saturday and Sunday. I'm looking, very much looking forward to it. So I'm looking forward to it as well. So with that being said, we are going to finish here. I cannot wait for this slate of games. If you want to check out my PODs, they will be out on Saturday. We have all these picks for the Sweet 16. I will let you know the ones we are riding, riding, which means bigger units. Uh, watch out for, a, for an Elite Eight or Final Four podcast as well. Ryan, if you want to come on, you can, you're more than welcome. I would, I would, I would love that. would love that. And that's, uh, that's when you start getting into the nitty gritty. That's when, uh, you start to uh, start to break down even more. So should be a, should be a good time. Absolutely. And with that being said, we are going to finish. 
Cannot wait for this weekend. And you guys should always know when you ride with easy bets, you make easy money. Let's fucking ride.